When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What? I'm your host, Tom Kearns, and welcome to the Anglo-Saxon England podcast, episode 57, Dark Years. Following the fall of the Wuffingas dynasty in 749, East Anglia entered a period of political uncertainty. Such uncertainty often breeds instability, but in the case of East Anglia, it became significantly more perilous with the ascendancy of Offa of Mercia, a king who, if you will recall, sought to establish a Mercian empire through seizing unprecedented levels of control over his subject kingdoms. Dynastic instability, mirrored by general historical uncertainty, could not have come at a worse time for the East Anglians. The historical sources for the period following Alfwald's death are extremely complicated, to say the least. Various later chronicles, most dating from either the 10th or 12th centuries, claim that Alfwald was succeeded by at least two kings who divided East Anglia between themselves, named Beona and Albert. One of the texts, the Historia Regnum, a text which survives from the 12th century, but has roots possibly dating back to the 10th, preserves an odd spelling of Bayona's name, which has led some scholars to suggest that there was in fact also a third king in this period. In the Historia, Bayona is spelled Hun Bayona, 
which the eminent Anglo-Saxonists Henry Chadwick and Dorothy Whitelock suggested was actually a fusion of the names Hunna and Beona. Thus, if this theory is correct, East Anglia was divided between three kings rather than two, a situation suggestive of much more intense political upheaval. All three of these individuals are regarded as debatable by historians, meaning that the history of this brief period is open to fairly radical change at the drop of a hat. D.P. Kirby, for example, has suggested that Albert was one and the same with Athelbert, who was killed by Offa in 794, obviously more on him later. This identification is not widely accepted, but since we know so little about both Albert and Athelbert, it is not outside the realm of possibility. Similarly doubtful is the suggestion that Beona is the same person as Beornred, the man who briefly succeeded and thus possibly murdered Athelbald of Mercia before being deposed by Offa. This theory doesn't really have much to recommend it, other than the similarity of the first parts of the men's names. This could suggest some kinship, but it's also possible that this is just a coincidence. And what then of Hunna? It is possible that the first part of Hunbeana is a name, since Hun is a well-attested element in Anglo-Saxon personal and place names. Yet it is also possible that the Hun in Hunbeana is a, simply a scribal misreading of the Old English Herr, meaning here, which was often used as the first word in a chronicle entry to mean in this year. There is no other evidence for a king Hunna, and barring the discovery of any, it seems best to assume that this is a scribal error, and to thus focus only on Beona and Albert. Besides being referred to in later chronicles, Beona has left a legacy in the form of his coinage. During his reign, Beona's coinage was produced by at least three different moneyers, who gave their names as Werferth, Eva, and Wilred. Beona's coinage is the first in East Anglia to give both the king's name and his title, possibly reflecting a desire to affirm his position to his people. His coins are also valuable sources for the use of runes in Anglo-Saxon England, since they tend to use both the Latin and the runic alphabets, suggesting that there was still some familiarity with runes in East Anglia during this time. The coins produced by Wilred especially, who was Beona's last moneyer, are clearly stylistically influenced by the coins of King Offa. In fact, a single coin of Offa's survives, which was minted by a man named Wilred, which, if it is authentic, may indicate that Wilred's Ipswich Mint was producing coins for both Bayona and Offa simultaneously, a fact which indicates very early influence by Offa in East Anglia, even while the latter kingdom remained independent and, if the number of Bayona's coins are any indication, economically robust. The belief now, and based largely from the surviving coinage, is that Bayona was the dominant king during his reign. Albert seemingly served as a sub-king. This is interesting because there is some speculation that Albert may have been a member of the Wolfingers. The only real evidence for this is that his name alliterates with that of other Wolfingers. There is no other genealogical evidence surviving to suggest this, but even if this hypothesis is correct, then it still seems undeniable that Albert was Beona's junior partner, which demonstrates the extent to which the authority of the Wuffingers had declined. 
A single coin attributed to Albert also survives. It was minted by a man named Tealred, and it gives the king's name, interestingly, as Ethelbert. Stylistically, it closely resembles the coins of Bayona, but I'll have more to say on this coin and its potential significance once we've discussed the reigns of Ethelred and Athelbert. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, podcast listeners. I'm Paul Brandis introducing my podcast, Countdown to Dallas. It's a fascinating, in-depth look at the seemingly unconnected events that led to the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. It's based on my book of the same title. In that book and in this podcast, I go all the way back to 1939 when Lee Harvey Oswald was born into a troubled and dysfunctional family. I'll follow his transient and often violent teenage years and young adulthood, painting a fuller picture of the man who would later become Kennedy's killer. I also take a look at events unfolding in that era like Cuba and Vietnam And I'll unpack the conspiracy theories, too, not one of which has ever been conclusively proven. Subscribe to Countdown to Dallas at evergreenpodcasts.com or your favorite listening app, October 31st. Hello, my name is Peter Zablocki, and I'm a historian, author, and college professor. I'm thrilled to invite you to check out Evergreen Network's History Shorts podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, join me on a journey through time, exploring the little-known and hidden gems of history. In each bite-sized episode, I'll dive into my original research to bring you intriguing historical curiosities you've probably never heard of, uncovering the fascinating stories that have shaped our world, from forgotten figures to overlooked events. And the best part? I've condensed all this historical goodness into manageable chunks, perfect for your on-the-go lifestyle. Whether you're commuting to work or squeezing in a quick break, History Shorts fits into the little time you probably think you don't have. Subscribe now and never miss an episode of the History Shorts podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hello listeners, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I just wanted to let you know that if you enjoy what I'm doing here, then it really helps me when you leave a review or a rating on the podcast provider you're using to listen to this. When you subscribe to the show's Patreon page, its YouTube channel, or when you become a supporter over on Patreon, where you can get access to bonus episodes, ad-free episodes, and transcripts by pledging to one of the show's patron tiers. According to post-conquest tradition, Bayona and Albert were succeeded by Ethelred in 760. This Ethelred has left absolutely no trace on the historical record, and his name survives only from the saints' lives written about his son Ethelbert. According to these lives, his wife and Ethelbert's mother was a Mercian princess named Leofrana. In the very late 770s, it says, Athelbert succeeded his father. 
According to these later traditions, he was an intensely pious king who wished to be celibate. He was, however, forcibly betrothed to Alfthrith, the daughter of King Offa, who herself also wished to be a nun. According to these later legends, in 793, Athelbert went to meet Alfthrith, and while there he was taken prisoner by his betrothed's mother, Kinethrith, Queen of Mercia. According to this legend, Kinethrith wanted her brother to become the king of East Anglia, and so she seized the opportunity to manipulate her husband into having Athelbert beheaded. Out of horror at what her mother had done, Alfthrith retired to the hermitage at Crowland. On account of his piety, Athelbert was swiftly canonised as a saint of the East Anglian church. It seems likely that, despite what the legend says, Offa was somewhat complicit in Athelbert's death, or at least he wasted no time in capitalising on it, since from 793 to his death in 796, Offa ruled East Anglia directly. The reason for Offa's seizure of power may lie in Athelbert's independence and his aspirations. The coins of Athelbert are similar stylistically to Offa's, a fact explained by their being minted by Lull, a mania who also produced coins for Offa. There are several interesting differences though between Offa's and Athelbert's coins. The most obvious one is the use of runes. The names Lull and Athelbert are both written in runic script in contrast to Offa's coins which use the Latin script. As with the case of Bayona's and Albert's coins, this suggests that runes were still commonly understood in East Anglia, while their use in the rest of England had begun to decline. The second notable feature of Athelbert's coins is the image which appears on the obverse of several of them. Here we find images of Romulus and Remus being suckled by the she-wolf, along with the word king, rex. This image seems to have two obvious meanings. Firstly, it signalled imperial ambitions on the part of Athelbert, which rivalled and likely threatened Offa's own. Secondly, the image may well indicate that Athelbert claimed some connection to the Wuffingas via the image of a wolf. Either of these could have posed a threat to Offa by their helping to rebuild East Anglian independence. The coins, then, may help to explain better than later hagiographic legend why Athelbert was beheaded in 793, and why Offa opted to take direct control of East Anglia thereafter. Let's end this episode by thinking a bit more about chronology. I mentioned that D.P. Kirby held that Albert and Athelbert were one and the same. If we discard later hagiography, then it's not impossible that this was the case. It would make Athelbert several decades older than he's usually depicted, but if we suggest that upon Alfwald's death he was still only an infant, then we could propose that Bayona was a regent of some sort, hence his superior position. Possibly Bayona was related to Mercian nobility, perhaps even to Bayonred, and this caused him to align consciously with Mercia's rising power. When Bayona died, Athelbert became the sole king and sought to re-establish East Anglian independence under a revivified Wuffingas dynasty. Offa was not willing to accept this, and instead he had Athelbert executed. This interpretation is entirely my own, and it is fully possible that Albert and Athelbert were two different kings. However, from the one coin that survives, we do know that Albert's name was in fact also Athelbert, 
and this, once we discard much later legends, is enough to make one wonder if the traditional chronology of this dark period is accurate. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Anglo-Saxon England podcast. Once again, I've been your host, Tom Kearns, and I hope you'll join me again next time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.